grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. This is one of my favorite texts in the Bible. And it starts off a, a little odd. Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples. Uh, he is celebrating the Last Supper with him. And John chapters 14, 15 record this a huge discussion that Jesus has with his disciples. It is ours before Judas will betray him, his arrest, crucifixion. And so Jesus is getting a lot out to his disciples in these critical moments. And he says to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would, have, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Martin Luther said that good theology is good grammar. And so to understand what Jesus is saying here, we need to look at the grammar of the text. And some of you are going, I hate grammar. It's okay, we'll go fast. <laughs> Jesus says, I am going to prepare a place for you. In other words, the place isn't prepared quite yet. Which is a little odd for Jesus. It's almost as if he's a, he's a contractor, right? I'm going to build a house for you. It's not done yet. But it's going to be done, and you're going to love it, all right? And Jesus is this contractor. You're like, why does Jesus need to be a contractor? Wouldn't Jesus have it already done, right? You would think, you would expect Jesus to say, and there is a place prepared for you. He's not saying that. He's saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then I will come back to take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. It's odd words. Unless you lived back in that day and age. Because if you lived back in that era, you would know these words instantly. They are words of betrothal and engagement. See, back in Jesus' day, uh, weddings were arranged. Marriages were arranged. Uh, which to our ears sounds like a horrible thing. Unless you have kids. <laughs> and then you're like, you know, I think I could do a good job picking a spouse out for my kids. Some of you are thinking, I wish I had done that for my kids. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. It's between you and Jesus, all right? You don't have to tell us about that. But I think I would do a great job I think my wife and I, we would do a great job, right? Picking people out for the kids. And so that's how they did it in that day and age. The parents would, would uh, meet with the parents. So the parents of the groom would meet with prospective parents of the bride. And they would discuss. And arrangements would be made. Contracts would be signed and the young bride and groom would be engaged. Which, again, to our ears sounds horrible, but it's easy to imagine a young girl saying to her dad, hey, dad, go talk to that boy's family, and a young man saying to his dad, hey, go talk to that boy, girl's family, and, and things working out. So the arrangements were, were made, contracts were signed, and from that point on, this young bride and groom were engaged to be married. They were betrothed as Luke chapter 3 puts it. But the wedding wouldn't start right away. 
because the groom had some work to do. In a middle class or upper middle class home in Palestine back in those days, you would imagine uh, there being a courtyard. And so picture, if you can, kind of a compound area. It's a walled area with one gate leading into the home. And so you would walk into the home, it'd be a gate there, and there'd be an open area. And in this open area, the family would keep their livestock, their sheep and their goats. It would be in the home. They would let the goats out, they let them graze in the pasture in the area, but at night you'd bring your livestock in and protect it at night. There'd be an area to cook off to the side. There'd be kids playing in this courtyard area. And if you wanted to find the room of the matriarch and patriarch of the family, you would go to the back corner of the house because that would be the room that was built first. And that's where the matriarch and patriarch of this family would live. So mom and dad are living there, and they have their oldest son. And now he's engaged. And his job is to prepare a place for his bride. And so he would build a room adjacent to the matriarch and patriarch of the family or whatever rooms are already there, and he would build a place for him and his bride. As you can imagine, a young man would be excited. And so that room might go up rather quickly. Throw a tarp here, put some rocks down, let's go, let's get married. Woohoo! Right? The job of the father is to say, no, 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 not yet. You have to prepare a nice place. And so the young man, under the supervision of his father, would build a wall using rocks. Maybe they make bricks there, probably rocks, and form and get some mortar together and stack that up and get a wall front wall with a door in it. He put timber across, maybe with a thatch roof. He prepare a place for his bride. And then when it was ready, the father would inspect it and say, okay, now you've prepared a place suitable for your bride. And the groom's family would leave their home and their village, and they would travel to the village where the bride lived. And the bride's family uh, would have people keeping an eye out on the road. And they would have send runners back and say, Groom is on his way. The groom is on his way. And the bride's family would get ready, and the bride herself would be ready. And when the groom arrived, the wedding would begin. And they had weddings. Two, three, four, sometimes five days long. They knew how to celebrate a marriage. And at the end of it all, the groom would take his bride back home to a place where he had prepared for her. So when Jesus says, I'm going there to prepare a place for you, 
And if I go, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. It is as if Jesus is saying, please, please, come back with me. I want you to live with me. I want you to be my beloved. And I've prepared a home, a home for you. In the Bible, there are many different illustrations and uh, images of heaven. We see heaven as a glorious a city with streets paved with gold. Our, you know, our gold, our precious metal is the asphalt of heaven. That's one image. But this image here, this one's my favorite. It's heaven. It's home. Or in the words of the band, Toe the Wet Sprocket. It's not the place where you live. It's the place where you belong. And who doesn't love home? This past summer, uh, our families got together. My, uh, my cousins and I, every other year, uh, we get together. And there are close to 30 of us. And the first time we did it, we did it at our house, which was a mistake. So other times we've been like uh, finding large homes to rent. And uh, so this last time, uh, we got this large home to rent. And the, all the kids were there. So all my kids, all my cousins and, and their kids were all together. And there was a jacuzzi at this place, and uh, not a large jacuzzi. But all the kids decided they were to go in the jacuzzi. And so there were uh, about 14 kids in a six-man jacuzzi. And they're all in there, right? So the older kids, are got, they're sitting on the edge, they got their feet in, and the younger kids are in, and they're splashing around. The water's like overfilling the jacuzzi, you know, it's just full of kids. And it starts to rain. And not just like a little sprinkle. It's really raining. I'm thinking, oh, they're going to come inside any minute now. And they thought it was the most fun thing ever. And so I'm out the window because I'm not standing outside the rain. I'm at the window and I'm looking down, down below where the jacuzzi is outside. And I start laughing. And my cousin Terry Ann is there. Uh, Terry Ann is on her second round of chemo. Uh, the second round has been uh, so severe uh, that she has trouble walking. It's almost as if she's had a stroke, but it's not a stroke. It's just the chemo treatment has been so strong because the cancer was so bad. And she says, what's going on? I said, these crazy kids are out here in the jacuzzi. It's raining. She said, I want to see and so her husband got up and helped her out of the chair. And together they, they walked over to the window. And they looked down. And Terry Ann, uh, she looked at her husband and said, This is why we came. This is why we're here. Because she shouldn't have been there. 
She should have been at home resting. She should have skipped a trip. She should not have driven from California all the way out to Colorado for this cousin's trip. She should have stayed home. But she didn't want to miss this. She didn't want to miss this moment. Because she's not sure how many more of those moments she's going to have. And then they walked back to the chair together. And her husband, Kevin, sat her down. And I thought to myself, this is John 14. This is home. And here she is enjoying home together with all these kids, all her cousins and her brothers and her nieces and her nephews and second cousins. There might be a third cousin in there. We've lost track. But this is home. This is John 14. When Jesus invites you to be a part of that, that's what it's like. It's an incredible gift. I remember some years ago, we were at uh, Scott and Janie's house. Remember the, the big spec home they built in Arrowhead? It was huge, right, Scott? It was huge. And Scott and Janie had us over there. And we're touring the place. It had the indoor jacuzzi with the waterfall. It was gorgeous. The theater, theater room, the pizza oven. It was beautiful, beautiful home. And as we're leaving, Emma, uh, she's 18 now, but she was... Gosh, probably 11 at the time. She said, Dad, can we buy that house? <laughs> and I said, oh, honey, we can't afford that house. And she said, Dad, I have $50 in my piggy bank, and I will give it to you if you buy that house. I said, oh, honey, oh, honey. We can put all our money together, and then your papa's and grandma's money, and start listing all of, our, all of her aunts and uncles, and cousins, and all, everyone. I listed everyone. I said, we could pull all of our money together, and we still could not afford that spec home. And then she went, oh, I get it. But on the, we're driving home, and they started talking, Emma and David. They started saying, wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool? if all of her family got together and we bought that house, wouldn't that be awesome? We would play with her cousins every single day. We would hang out every single day. We would eat together every single day. And every single day, we'd be together. Wouldn't that be great? I said, yeah, that would be great. This is what Jesus invites you to. He says in his, in his word, do not let your hearts be troubled. Are your hearts troubled? Are you stressed? Are you worried? Are you anxious? Do not let your hearts be troubled. 
Believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do you believe this? Would you like to have a homecoming? By God's grace and through the blood of Jesus, may it be so. Amen? Amen. Amen. May the peace of God, who passes all understanding, may it guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, for life everlasting. Amen. Amen. If you're here and you're wondering, gosh, I don't know if I know the way, I don't know about Jesus, um, I'd like to spend some time talking with someone about this or, or praying about it. Um, I and a few others will be right there where those chairs are after church today. And uh, if you'd like to talk, we'd love to talk with you, tell you more about Jesus, okay? Sing our song, our closing song here.